0: Welcome to Metro 30, the Metro Monthly's weekly conversation with the community. Hello and welcome to Metro 30. Today we're speaking with Jeff Larkham, who's the Executive Director of Media Relations at Eastern Michigan University in Ypsilanti, Michigan. Uh, Jeff, you've had a very interesting and varied newspaper career. Uh, tell us a little bit about how you came to Eastern, but also some about your, uh, your previous career at as a, as a newspaper.
1: You betcha. I was lucky enough to work for about 26 years for the Ann Arbor News um, from the early 80s until it closed its final day of uh, the seven-day print edition on July 23rd, uh, 2009. In between, I threw a little three-year stint uh, in the Detroit News there. And my very, my functions at the Enterprise News was I was assistant sports editor, sports editor about 15 years in sports, and for my last 10 years of the paper I was a higher education and local reporter, and wrote a weekly column. So I really got to see the sort of span of the newspaper business and got to know a broad section of the way the paper functioned, being an editor for all those years, particularly something as a logistically based as sports, and then uh, of course being a local reporter. So I was privileged to. Uh, had that run during what I would cal- classify as the sort of halcyon days of uh, newspapers, uh, at least in Ann Arbor, which is the early
0: 2000s. Okay. Now when the Ann Arbor News closed, how many, how many years was it in publishing when it closed? Oh gosh. Uh,
1: 170 something. It's in the final edition, but it was many, many years, uh, back into the 1800s. And then also, uh, in many iterations, uh, uh, a pioneer printer started it and it got renamed many things. Um, first became the, uh, Ann Arbor News as we know it today, I think in the, uh, early in the thirties or so, um, and had a really, really good run in Ann Arbor. And as I said, I was lucky enough to work at it during a, a great time. And then after, uh, the Ann Arbor News folded, I was lucky enough to land actually at the place I covered as a reporter, which is, uh, Eastern Michigan University. That was part of my higher ed beat, and so I went from being the person that people would go, "Whoa, what's he doing here?" to, "Oh, wow, here, will you help me with my uh, issue du jour or my uh, nifty uh, campus activity
0: research or student success story?" Uh huh. Now, what were the circumstances that led to the Ann Arbor News closing? Well, I, I,
1: uh, I'm less, uh, I'm not bitter about that because I, I knew the business side so well. And I uh, have a pretty pragmatic view of it. Uh, obviously, uh, it was strategically viewed as a place that could, uh, Ann Arbor, that is, highly support an online enterprise that the Ann Arbor.com slash MLive Ann Arbor News has become. But uh, the Ann Arbor News really punched above its weight in a variety of business aspects, including classified advertising. It, it just trusted in classified advertising and thus uh, made a good deal of money. And once you went to the Internet and uh, had uh, all that revenue base move to, say, Craigslist and the like, um, it was really like kicking the legs out of a... Uh, uh, one leg out of a three-legged table. And that really was uh, the beginning of the end as far as the revenue stream, and we went from having a pretty large-sized... Um, Staff or a mid sized paper in a mid sized town uh, with great benefits and all sorts of wellness programs to really uh, chipping away and, and, and as the, the publisher then to managing the decline. Um, but I, I take classified and the changing of the revenue streams uh, as the real cause of that, with classified being front and center. And once you had that, you just couldn't sustain the new print costs nor the staff costs. Uh, so it was that move to online and uh, and the digital and essentially giving your news away for free for a while, uh, other than the print subscriptions that really made it tough. Now when and it was a principal ele- is principal element in the model having to change.
0: Okay, now when it went online, uh, was that was that a smooth transition? Was it rough? I mean, how did people react to that?
1: Well. Uh, uh, there were a variety of people in Ann Arbor who were excited about the new, uh, you know, digital iteration, but what, what, what was lost? And I want to emphasize the reporters who remain at m which is a much MLive live in the Ann Arbor news port of M-Live, a much smaller stripped down uh, version of what existed uh, in the print. They are all very hardworking reporters. Their uh, production is prodigious. They're good people. They're highly professional. They're, they're good. A lot of the, uh, uh, reporters who work for M Live now are as good as what we were, but it's just a much smaller uh, entity. What was really lost to me is the newspaper being a central source of community definition and debate. You still have the news covered in the digital format, but you don't have that overall voice that calls out um, city council on this or the school board on that or Uh, this issue. And then you also don't have the community landing there on the editorial page debating this. All you have are anonymous comments. So what you've lost is that real voice and thus a local sense of self that the paper seven days a week continually fortified and established. So that to me is the greatest loss. I'm highly uh, anti-anonymous comments. Uh, so what you have now is a news website that covers a lot of ground, frankly, and gets, squeezes a lot of activity out of its uh, you know, dozen or so uh, reporters, um, but cannot, by virtue of its structure, uh, function as that, that community sounding board where if you wrote a letter to the editor, the paper would call you and say, did you write this letter? Yes, I did. I'm accountable for it. There's there's a lot less accountability, and this is true across the spectrum of digital journalism. But I think particularly uh, is acute in a local in a town like Ann Arbor that has its own sense of self and needs to continually uh, redefine itself as it adjusts to future circumstances. So that to me
0: is a big loss. Okay. Now are are there any print editions though? Because some newspapers have. Have add, you know have gone back to maybe adding a few editions a week? Does that happen in Ann Arbor? Any print at all, for, as representing the Ann Arbor News? Yeah, two days a week, Thursday and Sunday,
1: you have a print edition, and and they do and and it, they may ensure that uh, M Live ensures that uh, there are bold bits and some of the vital information. What this print edition does is it carries ad inserts. And that sorts of revenue. So it's very important to have those two editions. But it's only Thursday and Sunday. And secondly, a lot of stories among the various Michigan papers under the M Live umbrella share stories. So you'll see you'll see at least in some cases stories that run on each of the uh, in each of the papers as the main uh, feature. And then the rest of the stories are a collection of stories from the website during the week the sort of best stories. So what you will lose in the print, of course, is uh, a lot of deadline coverage, but that's all available online. So that's not a problem. So you do have two papers a week, which serve as sort of carriers for the uh, uh, ad revenue,
0: the play ad. Okay. Now you, you talked about, you know, that loss of connection between the newspaper and the community, but uh, what are, what are the other, unexpected things that happened in Ann Arbor when the paper closed? Like were there things that happened that people didn't anticipate as far as uh, maybe even lack of exposure for their, for their business or, or maybe a reduction in the amount of, of coverage in council meetings or things like that. I mean, what were some of the, what were some of the obvious things that happened and maybe things that weren't anticipated that may have happened? when the paper closed
1: well out of the gate they had uh they had a pretty robust uh, operation called Ann Arbor.com, which hired a considerably large staff not as big as the Ann Arbor news staff but a large staff all of whom were digitally oriented so they were producing a lot of copies so i'm not prepared to say that there was a gross diminution of the level of coverage initially what i will say is that over time the staff has gotten smaller and smaller and smaller as as economics have continued to pinch the paper it to now we're at the point where you you have uh say uh, one reporter covering u of m emu uh wcc concordia the whole higher ed realm and that does have an effect in terms of the depth uh, of coverage you can receive um but initially out of the gate Um, While there was a shock to lose the paper, there was a shock among people to not have that on your doorstep seven days a week. There was a sense of, of, uh, not betrayal, but just there was a definite sense of loss in that. Um, But over time, uh, the level of coverage has diminished, with a few notable exceptions. For instance, the local government reporter uh, for Ann Arbor News is the best we've ever had. He, He produces a prodigious amount of material, but... But right out of the gate, there wasn't a huge loss of volume, but it was just having that, that presence, that, that thing you could read, the thing you could look over. And this, this particularly affected, I think, uh, the older generation uh, of readers over, over say, 40, who really liked having that. Uh, and you'll notice so often now, even though you do read stuff digitally, you notice often you still often print out stuff if you really want to read it. So, But there's just no way to sustain uh, that in Ann Arbor. Um given the cost of newsprint and uh, given the uh, other business aspects of decline that like classified. But the shock was uh, initially, but then cumulative over time is where the uh, level of coverage has really changed.
0: Okay, now I know we talked about ann Arbor.com, which was the, you know the online, version of the news but did anyone else try to step in maybe with a digital product or even a print product print product
1: there was a very noteworthy effort called the uh Arbor chronicle i think it was the Arbor chronicle by mary morgan and her husband dave askins and they maintained that for uh, a number of years where it was very hyper local meetings coverage and they received a lot of credit for that um that kind of uh local voice and they eventually uh Uh, the project sort of played out after what I would term a yeoman effort. Uh There was other talk about uh, people establishing things, but the Ann Arbor Chronicle was really the only uh, true uh, almost day-to-day source of digital news there that I I noticed, and they deserve all the credit in the world for that. Ann Arbor was the first city in the country to lose its only daily newspaper. Newspapers have folded in places like uh, Denver, um, uh, Dallas, and the like. But there still was one paper. Ann Arbor had only one daily newspaper, and we were the first one to uh, to uh, fade away from view, largely on the assumption that Ann Arbor was such a digitally uh, uh, sophisticated community that it could support a uh, new business like this. The reality is uh, that it's very—it's still very tough to. Sustain an online entity solely with uh, digital advertising—that's uh, been—that's become more and more of a uh, supporting source. But if you ask anybody who's an authority on the business, I think they'll tell you that uh, digital advertising can't sustain it alone, and you still need other funding sources, be it uh, donation money, be it uh, endowments. Uh, there's still ways in which uh, these sophisticated, top-notch entities are going to be needed. <coughs> Needed to be supported in the future. Huh. It's not just going to be digital advertising. That that matters, and it's become more and more sophisticated. But uh, it's
0: still an experiment uh, in transit. Okay. Now, I mean, the newspaper is a business, and people have talked about nonprofit models or, or others, you know, other makeups that really will take possibly take journalism into a new era and take uh, take publishing into a new era. Um, is that is that something that's been discussed by people, or uh, are people just content with the product that they're getting digitally in Ann Arbor?
1: No, I think I think I guess you just have to take a look at human history. I once wrote a story about uh, the history of the Ann Arbor News. Actually, I wrote the the majority of its final edition, and I remember in 1968 a printer uh, back in the old. Uh, hot hot type days named eric new neu uh who was lamenting the changes in the business and the fact that things were going so fast and of course we went to computer and coal type and the like so i'm confident that people's basic need for news and this is particularly true in a place like ann arbor will somehow produce new ideas and new iterations i, I actually can picture some sort of a holographic projection so the attitude is not one of uh, it's one of boy, I wish the Ann Arbor, uh, I miss that sense of community. Um, but it's also, uh, you have to have faith in uh, our ingenuity and, and our huge need for news that new methods are going to be reproduced. Interestingly enough, a reporter, a former reporter at the Ann Arbor News, Emily Nash, is now head of all local news for Gannett and is really at sort of the vanguard of figuring out how to navigate these new waters. Um and she's one of the people who are really going to figure out how to get us from point A to point M in this uh, tricky situation. But it's going to happen and people are going to figure out stuff, I believe. I'm pretty bullish
0: on uh, that process playing out. Uh-huh. Now, there is, and I, I'm, i you know, I want to get your opinion on this. Uh, there are some things that a daily newspaper does in a community and, its place there and why it's essential to, to civic life. What can you enumerate about a newspaper that makes it important to, to community life?
1: Uh, well, to me, very important is the landing spot. In other words, a, a, a place for legitimate dialogue on the issues, a place for a legitimate and, and accountability is a big word here, where you would express an opinion and be accountable for it as opposed to these odd, random uh Uh, anonymous commenters who can basically say anything uh, so long as it's not profane or uh, offensive or uh, frightening to someone or threatening and just get away with it. So, so as a landing spot for local dialogue, as an organizing element for community events, as an interactive player in the community versus a source of news and information so that the, the, Old newspaper really was a living, and this is tremendously true in Youngstown, was a, uh, a living, breathing entity with a personality. You might not like the personality. You might uh, love it, but it existed and breathed in a sense that you could relate to it. So that's what's really missed, is that sort of community uh, self-defining rallying point, uh, which plays out in the editorial pages, which plays out in your own ability to access uh, the paper, which plays out in your ability to go into its office and interact with it, uh, which plays out in your ability to place a classified ad in the paper and have the paper be the central spot for information. Now the spots are so diffuse they still exist in various forms, but they're not. It's not merely the gathering place uh, for the community you might have had, and so thus the community itself. Loses a bit of its own identity and who it is, both from a critical and a uh, uh, positive standpoint. That's that's a biggie for me.
0: Does that lead to a lot of confusion, though, among among the the former readers or the former subscribers, uh, that they probably don't know where to go? Uh, I mean, they're like foraging for news now, in some in some cases.
1: Uh. That's true. You know, the way I handle it is I get the New York Times. I subscribe to the Ann Arbor News. Yes, I've subscribed to the Ann Arbor News since I delivered it uh, back in the early 70s. Uh, I get the Detroit Free Press. We get many magazines. So there are a lot of ways in which you can fill the gap. Um, and, and people do do find that. But, but they're all, I, I, I sense that people's global sense of what the city is, might be more uh, sort of uh, insular than it once was. I I don't think people are that confused about where to go because people now are finding their own sources. And, of course, you have social media, which now becomes a huge, huge source of your own information. So can people get information? Yes. Are they getting information? Yes. Um, Are they confused? Perhaps. What is lacking there is a sort of uh, unifying element that solidifies... Uh, a, a more vivid perception of who we are as a community and what our key issues are, and how we all feel
0: about it. Okay. Well, it's been ten years since the Ann Arbor News closed. Uh, have have people adjusted to the loss of the paper, or is the sting felt in some way, you know, intermittently since that time?
1: No, I think people have adjusted. People have moved on. They they talk about. It wistfully as uh, something they valued. Um, but news cycles are so quick and, and social media is so, uh, including Facebook for us older folks, is so dominant in everybody's life that to say there's a, you know, it, it uh, you know people are wistful about it, but I, this thing is long gone and people are used to it. I will say that uh, one thing that the local paper has done very well uh, is they kept obits, and they realized that sort of that was the raison d'être of, of you know who died and that. And I do think with the resources that it has, again, that the reporters that still are there uh, do pretty doggone well. Um, but we're—it's now just a memory. It's been ten years; a lot has passed, and we all we all miss that sense of self. But we also know uh, that the stark economic
0: realization that there's no going back. Okay. Well, Jeff, there's one more thing I wanted to talk about because I I thought it was interesting that your your mother taught journalism at Eastern Michigan, but your father was in public life. He was the city manager for the city of Ann Arbor. And that just seems like you had an education in civic life and, you know, and journalism probably since you could since you were very young, I mean that—that that was an—that seems like a very interesting combination.
1: Well, I'll—I'll I'll, I'll really give you something fun, um, and that is uh, that my father, when he was city manager, he—he he started his career in the late '30s with the Hartford Current as an editorial writer. If he got out of Harvard, my mother started her career as a features editor or women's editor in the late '30s with the Hartford Current where they fell in love. My father actually taught a class, a graduate level class at the U of M in reporting public affairs, budgets, uh, you know, public works, all the elements of uh, municipal government aspect. He taught that course. Can you imagine a sitting city manager having the journalistic chops to teach us a course? And it was a good course. So, yeah, I was deeply steeped in civic life and journalistic life. I remember watching my. The Watergate with my mom and following along. And I remember, along with listening to Tiger Games as a kid, listening to city council meetings and hoping the vote would tilt uh, the way that my father, a city manager, hoped. And now my wife has worked for 30 years as a uh, senior assistant city attorney in City Hall in the building named after her father in law. So, yeah, to say I uh, have a sense of this, it's true and it's one of the really neat elements of my life.
0: Yeah, well, Jeff, I really appreciate you taking the time, and I think you've you've you know said some things that people will find very uh, useful because a lot of people here don't know what to expect, and there have been people that you know have come for, forward and say they've said that what they're going to do and how they're going to help the community adjust. But I think in some ways, it's just you know it's really an open road where people really don't know where things will go so i I think having the perspective that you provide both coming from a news background but also being at a newspaper that did close and then also seeing what it's like 10 years later i think that's all very helpful so thank you i do think that one one of the key things going forward is that uh that somebody
1: somehow established a uh, a pallet or a platform for real community dialogue and all that—that's that, what we all really miss. The economic circumstances are clear, and I, for one, don't feel cheated by the closing of the news because I saw why it closed, and we all—I I feel blessed to have worked for it at such a good time. But I, I have faith in our community's ability to come up with
0: something uh, that will keep our civic fibers intact. Let's hope so. <laughs> Okay. Well, thank you, Jeff. I appreciate your time.
1: I appreciate yours, Mark. Uh, Fun to talk about this, and I
0: appreciate your efforts with uh, Metro Monthly. Oh, thank you. Okay. Have a good weekend. You betcha. Bye. Metro 30 is produced in collaboration with the Young Sound Radio Reading Service. Visit MetroMonthly.net for news, features, and the Valley's most complete calendar of events. And be sure to subscribe to the Metro 30 Podcast.